Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You became everything I wanted to see. California. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the So Chat tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very good. Rookie drafts are already going. So, uh, yeah, this is the best. This is the best time of year, Bobbo. I know you're fired up. It is a little, uh, little lonely in here, though. I know. We had yeah. such a good weekend with the fellas. Uh, it was uh, kind of surreal to look around the table and see those guys here. Kind of mm-hmm. the culmination of many months of planning. But I was telling the guys, it's like, oh, we should get you down here sometime. You say that and you genuinely do mean it. But knowing that it's probably just never going to happen. But then it happened. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baba, we were just talking before we got on mic. The golf on Saturday. Unreal. Unreal. Genuinely. So thankful for those dudes. I mean... You know, that's a lot to ask coming down from Canada, Wisconsin, Arizona. I mean, that's not a easy, you're not coming down from no. Ohio. That's a that's a that's a journey. It's not like you're hopping down and driving a couple hours down the road. Putting a you lot know, of faith Lee. putting a lot of faith in four boys from uh from Bowling Green. But no, genuinely good human beings. After meeting them, after spending time with them on the golf course, you know, after talking, you know, some IDP on some pods with them, just Thankful they're in the IDP show feed. You know, just some good dudes to be linked arms with. That's right. Good dudes. Uh, it was a, it was a thin moment, Addy. That's when it feels like the the kind of heavens open up and God just smiles and shines down on you on that golf course on Saturday. It was just thin. The weather, the course was beautiful. We all were able to make it. You were playing some of the best golf mm. I've ever seen mm, you play. Mm. You were coaching those boys up even when mm. they shanked balls left and right into the woods. Yeah, that was the funniest part. One yeah. of them, won't say who, just duffs one. And Adam's like, it's got a chance. It's got a chance. Good contact. Yeah, it was, all, it was great, like, just... Build you up. Yeah. You pured it. It was, you know, directly right or left, <laughs> but it was pure. Yes, it sounded good. It felt yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, my main goal was just to uh, encourage them and make them want to play golf mm-hmm. again, you know. Make them have a good experience. Make them have fun. And that, that, that they absolutely did. I think I, we all did. I think maybe we even said that, too, that this might be more fun playing golf with people who don't play but just want oh, to have yeah. a good time versus yes. the ones out there because then there's, trying to break 80 There's not time. the weight of expectation, right? Yeah. None of us. I mean, I haven't played golf in probably six or seven years, but it was mm-hmm. fun to just get out there and swing the clubs around, yeah. just, you know, talk crap with the guys, shoot some balls into the woods. It was very competitive. Make, make fun it of each was. other. It really was. That first nine was, we had y'all a little scared. The teams were uh, sure. a little, little uneven. <laughs> we did it based on cards. So it was me, yeah. Sam, and Bobby. Yeah. 
versus Adam, Evan, Jake, and John. Yeah, so three you newbies, had pretty much. The three yeah. newbies, yeah. You uh, you were up against it. But they again, they they clutched up and, yeah. and did some damn things. Macri so hit a couple proud. 40 footers. The Macri footers. putt, I will yeah. never forget. We used that was beautiful. shots you know, more, than, more than once. So I'll was, remember his reaction was even better than the putt. Just stone cold, just acted like he just meant to do it the entire time. Yep. True professional. Absolutely. Macri did look like a stone cold killer out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely has ice water in his veins. Gonna Truly. need an updated picture of uh, Evan's ankles. See uh, what kind of oak ivy we got going on there. <laughs> well, he's going to find out if he's allergic to poison ivy or po- poison oak because he was all yeah. over the sides of that course. He yeah. was going after some crappy balls, but <laughs> yeah. uh, he didn't know any better. So. That's right. He was, you know, he just was eager to please. He, he didn't, didn't want to be just tossing balls, you know, the, uh, to the wind. The uh, the really bright colored balls, those were really exciting for, for Evan. <laughs> those were very helpful as well for folks they, they trying to find balls in the woods. So welcome in. We're glad you're here. It is exciting because it is rookie draft season. Boys, it is also exciting because today was the launch day for the IDP show draft kit. Just went live about two hours ago, theidpshow.com. We've got rankings. We've got blurbs. We've got team-by-team previews. We've got the ADP. I mean, $5 a month, Bobo. Mm. The goal was for our paid supporters to be like, I feel like I'm stealing from these boys. $5 a month. $5 $5 a month. I definitely wasted $5 somewhere today in my journey. I shot about $5 worth of golf balls into yep. the woods in yep. about the first 18 minutes of playing golf on Saturday. $5 a month. You know, if you do it just for Adam's ranks, Adam's dynasty ranks, it's going to be worth it. Um, but we have so much more in there. You've got a consensus ranks from us. You've got team blurbs, exactly like you said in the tweet that you put out there today. Um, if you want to actually do your own research, you know, we've right. got a lot of ADP. 10,000 words of team previews from Evan and Jace if you want to look through the assets and figure out who you like. Don't get caught in June, July, August with your pants down on right. Sleeper. Trust in their ADP. Don't do it. Just like we're learning tonight, it's terrible. Get in there, get you some ranks, get you some ADP, you know, read a lot of these awesome articles that Evan, Jake, Jace, a lot of these guys have put together. And, um, man, five bucks a month, it is. it might be the best deal on Twitter tonight. Yeah, I mean, so if you have it for all four months of the offseason, May, June, yep. July, August, that's 20 bucks, Addy. Created by us, created by people that that's have right. been out here drafting, yeah. you know, like uh, – yeah, this is the best resource in IDP. Um, I have no no, no worries saying well, that at all. And because it's all based on the ADP that yeah. we've been pulling together. Yeah. You know, it's hard to form takes during the offseason if you don't know what the market is saying. And so, yeah, we've got sleepers, uh, breakouts, fades from Jeff and Jake. We've got mm-hmm. team previews from Evan and Jace. We've got rankings from us. We've got... Jake and Jeff doing the rookie rankings. You have been putting together some little bonus goodies inside of your dynasty ranks that are going to be waiting for people in there. All kinds of stuff. We got a top 100 combined list, just like a, you know, top assets in fantasy football. Uh, And there are IDPs included in those. So yeah, working on stuff like that. Um, I've got my own set of rookie ranks um, that are super flex, tight end premium and also IDP. Yeah. Just, just constantly trying to to 
think of things that we can do to uh, add value to the people that rock with us. And uh, yeah, I mean, constantly adding, you know, data to, to the ranks, different types of stats. It's, and, it's almost unfair to call them rankings at this point, Bobby, because uh, it's essentially an IDP database. Absolutely. You know, and, and I'm not going to sell myself for you short there, Joshy. You know, over the last couple of years, we've seen um, other things out in the industry. We've, we've used other tools and we've used other cheat sheets. Um, and seeing how people came up with their ranks, seeing how people come up with their projections. Um, and we have evolved. Adam, I think, loves the youth. He understands when new edge defenders or when linebackers are coming into the league and where we're going to value them at dynasty-wise. You're not going to find anybody that probably trades more in fantasy football than myself. And then Josh, especially, you know, from a around the NFL, from a Nate Tice pod, um, offensive coordinators moving around, defensive coordinators coming into a new system, players being moved around. Josh is excellent at that. So, you know, sure, we may be patting ourselves on the back a little bit too much here too early on, but the the uh, the amount of IDP draft kits that are getting sold here in the last day or so, it shows that y'all want it. That's right. We hope it's useful. We hope it's a resource that can be evergreen for y'all. We're going to update this all off season. Mm -hmm. So no matter when your draft is, you're going to have the most updated information. And uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and kind of drop the, uh, the, the news for the coming season that in talking about these premium features that you get as a paid supporter, of course, we have the waiver wire article. Uh, we've got the after show podcast. Now we've got some cool plans lined up for that, but one of the pieces that we really wanted to add for the 2023 season, we have locked that into place, and it is one of the draft kit contributors. Chase Abbey will be doing weekly rankings for us on the website, folks. And those preview pods that Evan and Jake are doing, they're going to reference those rankings. So we just want to, like Adam said, give you the best possible resources to not only win your drafts, Win your leagues, Bobo. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That, that's what we do here. Anything, you know, just like Adam said over the years, anything we're going to put our name to, we want it to be the best. We want we want to give you all good quality content. We want to bring in people like Evan, like Jace, um, like Jake, you know, people that we can link arms with, not only to play golf Shady Hollow, <laughs> but also to put out some fire ranks. Yeah. And and understand, we could charge a lot more for this if we wanted yeah. to. We want we want people to get in here and get this. We want to keep the price low. We we feel weird even mm -hmm. asking anything for it because we've been giving everything for you know away for free for so long. Yeah. But this is worth it, and it it's is. something that we've all invested and put a lot of time time into. And the reason why we have to sell the stuff is so we can pay people to contribute. Right. My big baby that you get to uh, have unlocked by being a subscriber, Mach 2.0, 3.0, and 4.0, which will be yep. back later this week. Um, you actually get to see behind the curtain. You get to see rounds two, three, and four, um, where previously, if you were just a, a sub to the website, which is fine. That's great also. Yeah. If that's all you want to do. There's going to be plenty of stuff coming out on the uh, website as well for free subscribers. But it'll wet your whistle. It'll it'll get your appetite you know, ready for a little bit more. That's right. We've always said, if you want to support the show, our goal is to give you some really awesome perks that make it feel like one of the best 
Five bucks you can spend per month. So check we, it out. We don't do this a lot. We don't ask you to subscribe. We don't ask you to, you know, I, know, do I feel all even weird kind time. of monologuing about this. We hate this. this. We, we really, really hate this. this. We do have understand. we do have to mention it though, because mm-hmm. it has been months in yeah. the making. Hundreds of, of hours work. poured into this draft kit with more to come. So check it out. The IDP Like I said, we have the weekly rankings coming this season that you do not want to miss. We'll have the preview episodes with Evan and Jake where you'll be able to submit your questions and have them answered live on those episodes. Um, So check it out, theidpshow.com. But, fellas, tonight we are going to be doing a rookie mock draft offense IDP. Addy, explain the setup for us. Yeah, this is just going to be a one-quarterback, non-tight end premium. um, But I think it's a start eleven. Uh, offense so it's like start a quarterback start two running backs start through three receivers start a tight end and then i think it's four flex but it's five rounds five rounds correct yeah we're yeah not, we're not gonna we're not gonna, we're do not gonna make them do 20 rounds round. yeah that would be uh that would that would be a little much to ask of our friends yeah right and then on the the idp uh lineup requirements it's four defensive linemen three linebackers and four defensive backs so you know, this is this is. We're wanting to give the league set up, right? Exactly. Yes, this would be the t- how we would draft for a large league, right? Most of the dynasty leagues we play in uh, with IDP, these are probably fifty-three mm-hmm. man rosters. I think most people try and keep it, you know, one hundred. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, these are deep ass, you know, deep ass leagues with uh, start twenty-two total yep. typically. So I think everyone's in the room, fellas. This is a live draft. We will uh, send out a link to the draft board as well. But uh, what do you say we light this candle, fellas? I'm for it. Real quick, we'll run down the draft order here. Like Adam said, it's a linear draft, five rounds. And we've got at the 101, so going 101 to 112 here. Mike Wallert, Kyle Borgannoni, myself, Kyle Bellyfuel. We got Ray from All-22. Bobo, you're at the 106. Addy, you're at 107. Bobby from All-22 is at the 108, so we got a Bobby off yeah, here. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, we got Trip at the 109. We got Chris from All-22 at the 110. Macri's at the 111, and Evan is at the 112. So we have started the draft. Mike Wollert has gone with Bijan Robinson at the 101. and uh, not, Surprising right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought for sure it was going to be um, – Lucas Van Ness after what happened in that draft room. Uh, but not a surprise there. I think uh, I'm very curious to see. We ha- we brought Kyborg in. Congrats to Kyborg on the yeah. launch of the Dynasty Fantasy Footballers podcast. But I'll be curious to see. This is like right up his alley. So let's unpause it, Addy, and give these guys uh, a chance to make some picks here. I don't think Kyborg is going to take any IDP, if I had to guess. Probably all offense. I'd love it if he did. That would be hilarious. Shake it up. Second round, he snipes me on Jack Campbell or something. <laughs> so uh, I'm sitting here at 103, and this is interesting because... Real life. Real life. I'm, a, I'm at the 103 in our main Dynasty League, and I am so very curious. Uh, that's why I'm glad we did a 1QB league. It's not super flex. Um, I'm very curious to see who's available to me at 103 mm-hmm. because I think JSN or Gibbs mm-hmm. are going to be the two names that are going to be debated by the person with the 102 in these rookie drafts. So far, that's what I've seen. I have seen some Gibbs 102, and then I have even seen a draft on Twitter um, that went QJ over JSN um, at 103, which, you know, if you're a QJ guy, you like Herbert, 
maybe that's a nice little stack you can have there. But I agree with you, Josh. I think that's the uh, that's the pretty consensus top three there for us. Uh, Bijan, y'all drafting Bijan 101 if you have 101, or would you sell that pick? Yeah, if I can sell it, I'd, I'd, I'm definitely trying to see what I could get for it. But uh, I'm if I don't get what I'm looking for, I'm totally okay taking Bijan. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I, th- I think he's already, what, a uh, – is he one or two? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the rookie running back rankings kind of, you know, graphics on Twitter I'm seeing different mm-hmm. places has him as the number one dynasty running back. Let me ask Already. you this, Adam, because I know you're probably in more Superflex leagues than I am, but Superflex, are you going Bijan 101? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And that's I mean, kind of hot take, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people have been coming out with the A Rich 101 this week, but I mean, I, I don't think you can go wrong either way there. I, I got mean, you. I, 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 I guess it depends on where you're at as you know, your roster, if you have the one one and you're not thinking about going Bijan, you should definitely try and trade down to one Oh two. Yeah. In fact, I saw someone do that in a league today. They had the one one and they took Bryce young and then Bijan went one Oh two. Wow. And I was like, Oh boy. I don't know about that. Yeah. Don't outsmart yourself folks. Just go with Bijan at one Oh one. And, and again, um, that was super flex, folks. Of course, <laughs> yeah, super flex. But even then, I still think I'm going Bijan at 101 because yeah. these quarterbacks. I mean, I know I don't. I don't know. I don't trust them enough. I, I mean, don't either. Uh, a Rich obviously has you know his his concerns. I mean, he seems you know there doesn't seem to be a Trevor Lawrence or right. Joe Burrow this year. Bryce Young is tiny. Yeah, yeah. Saw him next to Brian Burns. And Dude, very small. I sent that, that to a buddy of mine. That as picture well. was hilarious. Yeah. To think about that size man tackling him, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't it doesn't sit well. Yeah. And then Stroud, who knows? I mean, you know, he uh, he he seems like he may not have a brain. <laughs> he took that S two test twice. There it goes. So, yeah, Kybor goes Jackson Smith and Jigba there at the 102. So, um, this is interesting to me because I was originally Team QJ before DeAndre Swift got traded. Mm -hmm. But now that he is out and it is David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, um, I think I'm going to go Gibbs here, even though I am super-duper tempted by the talent potential upside of Quentin Johnston, the fact that he is tethered to Justin Herbert. Uh, Kyborg said talent over landing spot for JSN. So that's the inverse here of what we're talking about with Quentin Johnston, which is the talent is, you know, a little bit in question, not a, not a very safe floor could be a bust, but landing spot was outstanding. And I do agree with what Evan said um, on the pod last week that it's not, necessarily lock its replacement um jsn will run the slot and that's really not where Lockett runs out of a lot to be honest with you he's more of an outside wide receiver to go with dk so um i like jsn there over gibbs maybe just depends on your roster setup i i i will have to make a decision here before 4.0 comes out but i'm not gonna hate on either of those picks yeah, so I ended up going Gibbs at the 103. Kyle Bellyfuel is on the clock, so I'd say this is probably either QJ or Jordan Addison. It was a weird 24 hours there for the Gibbs yes. manager uh, spot, the Swift manager. Um, it was a it was a 180 tilt for sure. Yeah, I'm all in on Gibbs. In fact, I've been taking him 103 in Superflex with wow. uh, Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. both being on the board. I don't hate that. I think I think Gibbs could be a 
freaking can. And I have no running backs. I have Le'Veon yeah. Bell and Kareem Hunt. So and currently was, I have no running backs that are rostered. And as good as JSN's talent is, there is still DK and Lockett there. You know? Yeah. So it's a... Um, well, I mean, and also there's Geno Smith there. Yep. Is he going to turn back into a pumpkin? Uh, I feel like maybe we saw his ceiling last year. I mean, I, I just... Um, I don't know. I think JSN, you're going to have to wait a little bit before you see him, you know, become kind of what he is. Uh, I do love JSN, but it's just uh, Gibbs is probably going to smash immediately, and so I think his value is going to, you know, increase because of that. I will say I'm hoping Lauren has the 102 in the XFFL. I'm hoping that he goes with JSN so I can take Gibbs because if it's Gibbs or QJ, I'm going QJ. Yeah. And the Lions got a ton of, you know, heat for going running back and linebacker early. But I mean, that team is set up. Yeah. You yep. know, these are, these are win now pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, don't forget that offense was amazing last year. So, I mean, you want pieces of that offense and you definitely want the pass catching running back of that offense. Mm-hmm. So to catch you guys up, Kyle did go Quentin Johnston at the 104. Ray went Jordan Addison at 105. And, Bobo, you went Will Anderson at the 106. Mm-hmm. Talk me through your pick here. It just seems like that's the uh, that's the fall off. I love the talent of Quentin Johnston paired with Herbert. I love the talent of Jordan Addison paired there alongside Justin Jefferson. He's going to have a lot of wide receiver two opportunities there with super accurate Kirk Cousins. Um It feels like the tear break to me. I'm not a Zay Flowers believer while he is with Lamar Jackson. And I just don't trust any of these other running backs quite yet over what appears to be a locked and loaded edge with D'Amico Ryans in Houston. I just feel like that's the spot to where Will Anderson can start coming off the board. I was talking to Sam earlier today from our league, and we kind of had the same thought that 106 is the cliff. Mm -hmm. There's a top five. Then there's the cliff at six. So if I'm sitting at 106, I'm trying to get out. Yeah. But if I'm in that spot, I probably will really consider taking Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. I did ask Kyborg to weigh in on Gibbs. He said, well, he's from the carpet capital of the world, Dalton, that, Georgia, that which helps. we know from his podcast. He said, fine with landing spot, love pass catching, obviously, but mystery. Goff has $5 million dead cap next year. He's gone. I'm not a hooker guy mm. so good to know he's not a hooker or a hooker guy mm-hmm. uh, and i questioned them running hot inside the five last year so uh kyle said quentin johnston gets linked up with herbert and he has uh, and his howitzer right arm send it baby so uh i think kyle or kyle we've got a kyle and a kyborg man that's beautiful look wow. at all these double names so addy it. you are sitting here with the 107 yeah, you, you guys are right this uh 107 sucks and, yeah and one qb because i think will anderson is the pick there after mm-hmm. those five mm-hmm. so uh, it goes back to what sig said be a bean counter mm-hmm. who is going to give you the most points in idp leagues for the first probably you know at least the first year first two or three years probably going to be will anderson over a lot of these guys yeah so, I mean, the guys that I'm thinking about right here, I mean, Anthony Richardson, just because, I mean, maybe he is a Konami code quarterback and mm-hmm. he, you know, he can get, he can average 30 points a game or something because of, of his rushing ability. Um, so I think he's a contender, you know, someone like um, Zay Flowers obviously is going to be a contender here. This is PPR. So um, I like him. Okay. Dalton Kincaid, I think would be mm-hmm. an option here. I think he's going to do really well there in Buffalo. I think they're going to use him out of the slot a ton. Uh, and then I think, you know, like Jack Campbell would be potentially yeah. a 
an option here. I did ask Sig on Even Twitter. It's early. I mean, yeah, I, I, that drop off is very it's, real. It's a cliff. It's yes. a. It's like the golf course. Uh, the ravine. The drops right. into a ravine. That's right. Uh, and you're not getting out of that. So I did ask Sig on Twitter today. I said, given the draft capital, given the landing spot, do, are we taking Jack Campbell in the first? And he said, it depends on scoring, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, not only talent, but opportunity collide there for Jack Campbell. Uh, and that's a recipe for a first rounder for me. Absolutely. So, Addy, you can't trade out. It's a mock draft. You got to stick in there at seven and pick. Man, this is tough. Very tough. Um, I know who I'm going. I'm going Zay Flowers. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go Zay Flowers. Yeah, I just think the Baltimore Ravens offense is going to look different with the talent they've brought in, especially if they trade for a new Hopkins or add to this receiving room. Mm-hmm. New offensive coordinator, Lamar's gotten paid. Hopefully they don't. I mean, hopefully yeah, yeah. hopefully they don't. Yeah. We, we'd like uh, Zay Flowers to kind of have some more targets early on. Yeah. Inside, that is true. Inside of uh, Bateman and yeah. OBJ. They're fine. they got Andrews. That, yeah. They're fine. That's enough, Lamar. And Zay Flowers, too, you know, crossing patterns, uh, you know, jet sweeps. If they can use him, because he's a, he's a pretty dynamic athlete. Out of Boston College there, they used him pretty much everywhere. He was kind of like Randall Cobb a little bit um, when Cobb was at UK. He kind of did it all. Um, but, yeah, Zay Flowers would probably have been my pick there at 107. It doesn't feel great, but – I know. It feels very early, but – yeah. It is what it is. That's the way it is. So I asked uh, Ray what his thoughts on Addison were. He said Jefferson's going to take a lot of coverage away, and Addison just make plays and can get yak. I love the pick. Oh, and what if Dalvin Cook gets traded? Yeah. So I agree. I have Addison inside that top five. So uh, you went Flowers. Uh, Bobby from all the other Bobby, yeah. Bobby from all 22 went with Anthony Richardson at the 108. So our first quarterback, I was wondering where Richardson was going to go because as the Colts homer, it's like, could I make a move up to get Richardson? I have no quarterbacks, yeah. but I, I wondered what I would have to give up to get into that draft spot to be able to take him. I was like, is he going to last till the second? Doesn't yeah. look like it. Yeah. It seems like he's going to be, you know, at worst, like a late first. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Mm-hmm. So, Addy, I think uh, I think you can go ahead and force Macri's pick because uh, homeboy set a queue and went to bed. Let's he uh, he drove twelve hours back to Canada yesterday. So, boy, I uh, I slept very hard. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yes, like went to bed at like eight o'clock. Did not wake up until like seven thirty. Look at it. you. Yeah, it was nice. Needed it. That, Had to have it. Yeah, the golf just gets me bleary-eyed, Bobo. I, I I slept good Saturday night into Sunday. A six-hour round will that'll, yeah. that'll wear you that'll out. Do it, that'll do it for you. So, um, yeah, we had Bobby from all 22 take Richardson. Trip went with Zach Charbonnet. And Chris from all 22 went with Bryce Young. So we got two quarterbacks off the board inside the first round. Eh. Bobo, I thought maybe at least... Um, that Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud would make it to the second, but not in this mock. I thought, you know, honestly, for Bryce Young there, I would have probably substituted a Jack Campbell. Um, I'm not so sold on Bryce Young, especially after we saw his height beside of uh, Brian Burns. Um, even Anthony Richardson, I could be, you know, that's, that pick's fine, Um I just don't love that. I would much rather pick those type of guys in the second round than grab either a, you know, I don't know what edge is going to fall into the first round here. Probably none of them outside of Will Anderson. Um, and then maybe none of the linebackers outside of um, 
outside of Campbell. So it, it's it is. fine. It just sounds – it's just – Adam's exactly right. After the 107, what do you feel like? Well, and this is a good – this is an interesting mock because I intentionally pulled in some offensive guys. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Ray, Chris, and Bobby, all 22. They're looking at all different types of players. So I think they'd feel comfortable with IDP, but I think they're going to be offensive-minded primarily. Um, so, and then, of course, we have Kyborg as well. So this draft may – see the IDP suppressed a little bit, uh, which would be interesting. It's exactly so. what Adam just said there, though, at his 107 pick as far as who is he thinking about. So Anthony Richardson, do you maybe go him? Charbonnet, talent-wise, even though it's a weird situation, and then Macri just goes Kincaid. And Kincaid has been, from what I've seen so far, um, a pretty locked-in late first-round pick in, in most of these rookie drafts, which yep. I, I love. Yeah, so Macri went Kincaid. Evan is on the clock at 112. We got some folks, I think, writing in here to give us their thoughts on their picks. But um, I'm sitting here, you know, at the 203, wondering who's going to make it back to me. I, the homer in me might go Josh Downs. Okay. Um, because I think he has an opportunity to be on the field, probably not in two wide receiver sets, because I think that's going to be Pittman and Pierce. But I think he could be that third wide receiver in the rotation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on that too much. I know they just drafted Pierce last year, but I really like Josh Downs, and I don't normally say that out of some of these smaller wide receivers. But um, Josh Downs uh, could have a very relevant um, PPR side to him there in Indianapolis. Is Richardson going to be able to pepper him with targets, though? That's the question. Accurate. If it was a an established quarterback with yeah. Josh Downs, I think I'd feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I loved the Richardson pick, but like, I'm, I'm not thinking about 2023 necessarily for any kind of real measuring stick for Richardson. I'm looking at this as what does he look like year two, year yeah. three? That like, is- what's the ceiling for, like, Anthony Richardson passing yards, you know, like in mm, a season. Is he going to get over 4,000 ever? Is it going to be like a Justin Fields right. type Right, if it situation? is, Lamar Jackson. You don't want any of those receivers. Yeah, because yeah. Mooney you thought was going to, you know, do gangbusters last year. And uh, I've seen a lot of DJ Moore shares being, you know, moved back and forth this offseason. Yeah. I haven't been a purchaser on any of those uh, Lord no. exchanges. But Why uh, would you want that? Why yeah. would you want that off, that, that passing offense? Yep. So, Young King goes with uh, Devon A-Chain there, the Miami running back. And then very quickly, Mike goes with Jack Campbell at the 201. Mm. So um, I like the A-Chain pick. Yeah, Bobo, speak on it. You know, A-Chain fits that that role there that McDaniels wants to run. He kind of feels like a Mostert, kind of feels like a, um, you know, CMC. I guess he wasn't there maybe with CMC, but was there with – the guy that I have in RSO, Elijah Mitchell. Um, they just kind of have a, a skill set there that they like in that uh, type spread offense type of situation. So I really like that for A-Chain, talented guy. Um, it might be a little bit of a committee there in Miami for a little while, but I do think that A-Chain is probably the more talented back. Yeah, so I uh, asked the guys to give us some commentary on their picks. Chris said about his selection of Bryce Young, not every day you get a chance to – Take a prospect that threw for 4,800 yards and 47 touchdowns as a sophomore. Only so many chances to take a true number one QB. And then Evan said, A-Chain landed in the ideal landing spot for his dynasty value while he's a bit on the smaller side. His skill set fits perfectly into the McDaniel offense. We've seen other running backs with similar profiles succeed in this system, and I'm optimistic that – he can be the next guy up. While Mostert and Wilson are also in the mix, I have a feeling A-Chain can win out and have massive weeks for fantasy managers. 
Kyborg going with Lucas Van Ness. Wow. wow. I got to get Kyborg's thoughts on this. Um, it's wow. just going to be his body. It's he literally said, be. I mean, why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That I is, don't hate it. I that's really amazing. don't hate it. He's got great it. upside. I yep. mean, he absolutely could end up being the – He could. would you be surprised if, nope. he, if he ends up being the best edge prospect or, or no, rusher I, of this class? I do think we're probably sleeping on Lucas Van Ness a little bit too much. Iowa – um, has good college production, is going to have a great opportunity there here probably this year opposite Rashawn Gary. Um, I agree with you. I probably think that we've been suppressing uh, Van Ness and some of these mocks and some of these uh, you know little ADP uh, exercises here uh, as of late. 202, maybe a bit too rich, but hey – Exactly like Cowboy said. Why well, the hell not? Probably wasn't getting back to you. That's the thing. I'm here's what I'm thinking here at the 203. Because there's C.J. Stroud still on the board, which I think would be a great pick. Uh, you have Michael Mayer, Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs, Ty J. Spears. But the guy that I'm thinking about, because my brain is wired into what do I need for my main dynasty league, so this is a good like audition for some guys that I might be selecting. But I need defensive tackle. There's one guy in this draft that I think could actually be a difference maker at a position that um, has some nice depth. It, the defensive tackle position was really blossomed here recently doing the defensive tackle rankings for the uh, IDP show draft kit. I was surprised at how many guys I had to put above Jalen Carter, but he did end up cracking my top 15, and it may be a little bit early. I'd, I'd probably rather get Carter later in the second, but I don't have a late second pick. I'm sitting here at the 203, and I know this guy is not going to make it back to me. So let me get the true difference maker at what is typically a onesie position. I'm going Jalen Carter at the 203. Mm. I'm fine so, with it. I'm probably higher on most, uh, you know, for for Jalen Carter. I have him as my fifth overall IDP in my IDP only mm. uh, rookie rankings. Um, Lucas Van Ness, I had him at four. So. Mm-hmm. I like both of those last two picks, you know, yeah. IDP wise. Yeah. It's, so it's very similar to the Will Anderson pick. Maybe not the ceiling that Will Anderson has, but there's ambiguity right here with the offensive pick. So why not go with the IDP players that seem to have a more solidified role, especially going into 2023? Kyborg said third ranked rookie in my book and in the IDP show draft kit tiers. Let's so go. you love to see it. Uh, and then Evan posted a picture of Lucas Van Ness's body, as we uh, expected him to do. Uh, but Bobby, going back to um, his pick of Anthony Richardson, uh, said that AR-15, this is Bobby from All-22, yeah, not the, uh, Bobby, Bobby around this table. I'm going to call you Bobbo for the purposes That's of this great. mock. So Bobby said AR-15 is the best athlete in the draft. Even if he only completes 50% of his passes, I could still see him breaking RG3's rookie QB rushing record. Mm. So I think he's a first-round pick, too. And if I was in that range, I would be taking him. So uh, uh, we have uh, Kyle Belly Fuel. It is really hard keeping all these names straight. We should have gotten some single mm-hmm. names in here because it's you're making it hard on the host. But uh, Kendra Miller, running back, New Orleans, goes off the board at 2.04 with the rumblings about Alvin Kamara's days being numbered in New Orleans. Uh, this could be a sneaky good pick, Bobo. Yeah, but um, they did just add uh, the dude from Detroit this, uh, this offseason. Jamal Williams. Um, so it's going to be a committee there. I don't mind it. I like Kendra Miller. I know he's dealing with... Maybe an MCL or coming off an ACL. I can't remember exactly what. But 
Um, there are there's a huge segment of the uh, dynasty um, community that loves Kendra Miller, so I, I'm not going to hate on it there. That's definitely in his range. All right, Addy, what do you think of the pick there? Kendra Miller at the 204, and then Ty J Spears goes to Ray at 205. Yeah, I mean, I like it, but all these running backs are third-round picks, right? Kendra Miller was eighth pick in the third round. Devon A. Chain was 21st pick in the third round. Uh, who just went? Uh, Ty J. Spears and Kendra Miller. Spears was the... Um, Spears is the guy with no ACL. Right. He was Am I remembering eight, this correctly? Correct. He was the 18th pick in the third round, and he has no ACL. So, But it means he can't tear it, Addy. That's true. That is true. That's uh, You can't kill what's already dead. Bright side. So, yeah, yeah I, I I don't like any of these, run, these running backs. I just don't. They're just... Um, they're just, eh. they're all kind of stinky. I'll just take, I'll take whichever one falls, right? Yep. But I'm not interested in them. So I, that's why I think, like, you can see maybe some of these IDPs actually bumped up in one quarterback uh, leagues just because, yeah, I mean, the talent is, is you know, once you get to the second round, you're like, good Lord. Yeah, it's not what great. do I do here? I know. That's, I don't have any second round picks. I've got four third round picks. I'm trying to get out got nine picks overall in this draft i'm like get me out of this draft Mm -hmm. get me into a future draft let me pick up some more players in the auction but ray said not sure how much henry has left talking about derrick henry tyje will get yards on the ground and through the air we'll get third down work has a role immediately and long-term potential so babo you take the running back that i am probably most interested in if we're talking some of these uh later uh later guys here yeah who was your pick at 206? I agree with what Adam's saying. A lot of these running backs are really gross. Outside of Bijan and Gibbs, it's just kind of some committees. Um, Roshan Johnson is in a committee to some extent, um, but it's only Khalil Herbert, and Khalil Herbert doesn't have a ton of draft capital. Yes, he did look good in times uh, last year, but that's a running offense. We just talked about how we're not going after Darnell Mooney and DJ Moore much this offseason, but... Roshan Johnson was a very capable backup to Bijan Robinson there uh, at Texas last offseason, uh, or last college season. Roshan Johnson, I love what he uh, has to offer. I love his upside. I love his opportunity here at the 206. Instead of taking a stab on one of these wide receivers, um, it really only came down to Roshan Johnson or Tank Bigsby for me, but I like Roshan Johnson more. All right, Baba, where did you have uh, where did you have Roshan Johnson in the oh, Mach 3.0? Do you remember? Probably in this range. It was probably mid to late second, I would say. Um, I've seen him as high as 201. I have also seen him as deep as like 310. So, wow, that's a, um, quite a spread. But in this this offseason with this rookie class, that's what you're going to see. Um, it's just, what do you like? What do you like? And Addy, what do you like here at the 107? Does this feel as gross as, uh, I'm sorry, 207? Does this feel as gross as 107 did? You know, now that I'm looking at it, it's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind Jonathan Mingo. Yep. Um, Rasheed Rice is, is still here. You know, he, he had the amazing landing spot in Kansas City. He was extremely productive in, in college, too. Mm-hmm. Last year, he, he had 96 catches, uh, 1,355 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Nine five two res score. So there's 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 some upside there with him. Um, you know, Michael Mayer, Sam Laporta are both still available. Both of them were early second round picks and have good profiles. Um, Jaden Reed, he's a, he's a solid prospect too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind Marvin Mims, another guy that that yep. I like here. I mean, so 
Um, it's interesting. People going with the third round running backs uh, over these some of these second round receivers. Um, but it's just we're going to be getting weird in these drafts. I Let's think, get weird. I think here I'm going to go with. Man, this is tough. I know who he's going. I want to. I want to go. I, I really want to go with Rice, but I think I'm going to go with Mingo. Yeah, just because I like the capital with Mingo. Mingo was 39th pick overall. Yeah, two hundred eight. Um, and then I mean nine nine seven RAS score, and he's tethered to um tethered Rice to Young. Right. Rice Young. I yeah, mean these guys, Frank Reich, same class. Josh McCown. I'm. Uh, that's a team that is arrow up for me as Carolina landing your franchise quarterback. Grabbing a wide receiver. They've got to restock the pantry, which they've done to a certain extent with Thielen, with DJ Chark. Now you add Mingo to the mix. I think it could be a feisty offense. Miles Sanders as well. Mm -hmm. That's right. Pretty decent little running back core. So, yeah, for a team that drafted 101 this year, I don't expect them to be at the 101 in uh, 2024. I do not either. So, uh, Kyle Bellyfuel said about his pick, Kendra Miller received solid third-round capital, and Alvin Kamara could miss some time with a possible suspension. Miller could be holding down the Saints' backfield with Jamal Williams to begin the season with some long-term potential yep. to boot. That's right. So I think that's a good pick there. You, you, That's the right pick too, Addy. Jonathan Mingo's the right pick. I've seen him in the late first in some drafts already. Yeah, um, I feel like that's probably the best available wide receiver. He is my wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. It's been fun ranking these offensive guys. I bet. I haven't done it in a while. Stretching some different muscles. Yeah. But they they cold as hell. <laughs> Those muscles are cold. You got to stretch, baby. Don't be getting straight into no. activity. No, they're uh, they're good. They're really good. They're the best. Uh, they're the best ranks of all time. I think um, that's uh, sure. Why that's, not? Can't argue with it. Uh, I love it. In that you don't want to argue with this guy about that fact. Absolutely. Bobo. So uh, we got uh, Bobby Acker from all twenty two on the clock here at two oh eight. Still on the board, C.J. Stroud, Michael Mayer, Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs, Keyshawn Bote, Sean Tucker, Tank Bigsby, Banacanda. I'm just reading down the sleeper ADP. I'm not going to switch over to the IDP ADP because it is garb, just like the redraft ADP is. But maybe we can start to change that, boys, with our – we're going to start trickling the rookies into the best ball drafts. So I'm excited to actually start taking some of these guys. be very interesting to see where Will Anderson goes off the board where Jack Campbell goes yeah. off the board. I dropped him in the ranks, in the best ball ranks already. I put him around like, I don't know, probably like overall 60 to 70 range, like in like the DL you know what I think? 30 range. I think. Yeah. Here's my thought, and this might be too deep. Will Anderson or Joey Bosa? That was my closest like. I think that was actually where my ranks I was debating Anderson versus Bosa. I had him in that same similar kind of ballpark. Still Bosa for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably not a rookie guy this year. I'm gonna be a little low on Anderson for next year. Yeah. But I do love Anderson. I yeah. Mean, obviously. He's next, very high up there in the ranks. These next picks are interesting. Yeah, so we had Marvin Mims, the tr- uh, Denver wide receiver, go off the board at two oh eight to Bobby Acker. Did they pick up Judy's fifth year option? I haven't seen yet. I'm not sure. I think they did, but maybe I'm making that up. Apocalyptic day for our linebackers getting their options yeah. picked up, boys. We're going to continue on talking. Yeah, about not great. Else, sorry gosh. to the Isaiah Simmons and Patrick Queen managers out there. Uh, I would say sorry to the Kenneth Murray managers, but they've already been through enough. So Let my boy free. Uh, Tank Bigsby goes off the board at 209 to trip, and then Chris takes Demarion Overshone wow. at the 210. So that's a little bit spicy. That's LB two. 
that's uh it's a little rich for my blood. But I mean, I do like Demarvian Overshone a whole lot. In mm-hmm. fact, I think um I think you should be saving a spot in the fourth or fifth round for Dorian Williams or DeMarvian Overshone. I think we're gonna I think this is a little high for him. I think you're not gonna see him go this high most most drafts. What's his draft capital? Uh, he was a third round pick. He was okay. like he was like um I think ninetieth overall okay. in the draft. All those linebackers went like like in the same range. Mm-hmm. Um Demone but, Clark, Jabril Cox, right. Leighton oh. Vanderneck. Yeah. But you typically don't see like Dorian Williams and DeMarvian lumped mm-hmm. with those those other Sanders, four. Right? Sanders, Kincaid, Simpson, um, Campbell, Campbell, He's making the switch, and Henley, your boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So typically, it's Dorian Williams and Demarvian Overshone uh, that are the guys that are not aren't in that group, and that's who I think that's that's where the value is. But crazy things happen, man. Right. Crazy things happen with these linebackers, and he's he's on the Cowboys, so yep. there's a lot of Cowboys fans out there. Oh yeah. Yep. So I mean, he was in Texas. We it? have uh, we have Chris's thoughts here. So he said, "I almost quit after Campbell was taken, but I decided to stick it out." Overshone is a thunderbolt that loves coming downhill to pop people with Mozzie Smith in front of him. He should have plenty of opportunities to rack up the tackles with clear space in front of him. So I like it. If he can win the job, like I don't disagree. I just wonder when we are going to see this guy get on the field yes. because we've had similar. I think the draft capital was better for Overshone compared to Jabril Cox and Damone Clark. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think he was a higher pick than those guys, but we've been waiting for this other linebacker to emerge in Dallas. So mm-hmm. I'd rather hitch my wagon. I mean, shoot, if you want to take LVE, like a late discount on LVE. If not, I probably would go Damone Clark but if I want a Cowboys LB. They're not super rotational, though. If they find a guy that they like, they pretty much stick with him. So if Overshone can, you know, yeah. show what he's. Um, you know, about in camp, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him starting pretty early and often there. Yeah, I'm kind of in on him. Yep. Those are the two. Those are the two linebackers I'm targeting That's at this point. That's the one that could rise the most. Most IDP, you know, people are going to have overshone as the LB six, seven, eight range, but he's the one that could rise the most from an actual production uh, perspective. So Macri is up here at the 111. We're going to go ahead and force his pick through and see. This is interesting to see. I love it. Yeah, this. who he had his cue set at, and it was wow. C.J. Stroud. So uh, I was hoping that C.J. Stroud would make it back to me at 203. Wow. But, Says um, the Indianapolis Colts well, fan. you know, just getting one of these quarterbacks. I, I see them it. all very similar, the top three guys. Um, Richardson, one. Probably Bryce Young, two. And then Stroud, three. Yep. But they're all in the same ballpark. And then... Levis, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he definitely is higher than, I would say, Malik Willis. Seems like Malik Willis is dead to the Titans. That reaction video was a red flag for me. Yeah, he was pretty fired up. Him at the house is like, I don't know. I don't just I can't get can't get in on Levis, especially with him tightening up. I know. But, hey, they mentioned it on the Around the NFL podcast today, and I agree. The AFC South just got a little bit spicier. A lot spicier, actually, because when you look at who the quarterbacks were scheduled to be, it was going to be Ryan Tannehill, yeah. uh, Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. Davis Mills, and now we've got Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Bri- or, uh, Will Levis added to Trevor Lawrence. So suddenly that, not all these guys are going to pan out, but at least one of them should, and now... They're going to need to, or else Trevor's going to run through all of them. Yeah, yep. So the Jags are very well set up. So uh, the AFC South teams needed to keep up in that arms race. So um, I'm excited because I, I watch a lot of AFC South games. So I'm not thrilled because some of these guys could work out and suddenly we've got more competition for division titles. But, 
you know, we also have the second highest drafted guy of that bunch. In one QB, I'm not taking A. Rich at his ADP right now, but I do like where Stroud is. I would much rather take Stroud at 211 than take A. Rich at 108 probably. Ah, that's um, that's tough because Richardson's rushing upside, I think, gives him a, at least a half round to a round separation from for Stroud with me. I don't disagree with that. I just I, st- I probably believe in Stroud to actually work out in one quarterback leagues too. It's just tough yeah. because like Go get you, Mahomes. you probably have a quarterback that you're going to start already on your roster. Yeah. These guys are just bench. Spots. They're just bench spots, yep. and you're hoping. So it's like if you hit on the guy, yeah. Um, You've got a golden ticket, potentially. If, if Richardson hits, you have the next Jalen Hurts. But do you, you know, take that shot on a Richardson at 108 to sit on your bench, or do you take a shot on a C.J. Stroud to sit on your bench at 211? I'm probably more along the mindset of, let me grab a Zay Flowers, Charbonnet, Kincaid, A-Chain, and see, see what happens with the rest of them. All right, so we're rolling again, boys. Uh, looks like Evan at the end of the second round goes Jaden Reed, Packers wide receiver. And then uh, looks like Mike Wollert at the 301 went Rasheed Rice, wide receiver for the Chiefs. And then Kyborg goes with Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver for the Giants. Are y'all in on Jalen Hyatt at all with that landing spot? Not really. I'm kind of a Wandale Robinson guy. I think that he showed pretty good rapport with uh, with Danny Dimes there in New York. I just – I'm not trusting Danny Dimes to hit Jalen Hyatt deep, you know. They just got a lot of receivers yeah. there now, yeah. dude, and they're all like the same. They're yeah. all the same. They just feel like they're – Super fast. I like yeah. Hodgins. I mean, I like yeah. him. He's still there. But, I mean, yeah, there's – And they still got Danny Dimes throwing to him. Yeah. So, talk about turning back into a pumpkin. Seems like they – I think I would have let Danny Dimes walk. I don't think I'm yeah, I'd paying been, this guy $40 million a year. I'd have been putting my money on Saquon and let, uh, you know, figure something else out. Just, I think they're going to make the playoffs again, though, because they're just so well-coached, yep. and they're, that's a well-rounded team. I mean, and that's uh, – NFC's bad, man. It, yep, exactly. We're going to see some bad teams make the playoffs. Bobby so, is good, though. Bobby O's going to play a lot of snaps this yes, year. Yes, he is. Yep. I'm very excited for that. I'm going to keep this really simple here, guys. I'm going to go Josh Downs, wide receiver, Indianapolis Colts at Love the 303. That. You were talking about him about the 203. That's right. So for him to make it back, I was hoping it was going to be Stroud, but I will absolutely take Downs here because even though there is, I think, a clear wide receiver one and two above him. I think he has a chance to crack three wide receiver sets because the rest of the wide receiver room is not that good. And um, he got some decent draft capital. So I'm willing to roll the dice on Josh Downs. Uh, But who do we think is the next IDP? Do we uh, see uh, maybe Drew Sanders sneak into the third here. Tyree Wilson is still on the board. You got to know Belly Fuel's thinking about an IDP here at 304. I think he's maybe thinking Tyree Wilson, Drew Sanders. Yeah. Tyree Wilson, I've been seeing going pretty late after having him in the first round of my last mock. He's been going in the fourth round in most of these, uh, most of these mocks. Yeah. I've noticed that too. It's like everyone kind of hates on Tyree Wilson. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think anyone really has the upside of Tyree Wilson. Like this, that guy is is an absolute unit I animal. Mean, yes, I mean there is uh, truly there's no one there's no one built like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know him missing the combine, him being banged up. I think that's also kind of made people just just kind of you know not in on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I, I think there's. Uh, money to be made there because of that, because I think he is being faded too hard. This was the seventh pick 
overall in the draft and he has all these traits and he mm-hmm. has this body type that you cannot get uh, that you just you can't teach right i mean i uh i'm in on tyree wilson you are in on I, I, why wouldn't you I be i don't disagree he was the second guy third guy i queued up behind jack campbell and will anderson but um like i thought we see Kyle Bellyfuel go with Drew Sanders at the 304. And I wanted to just read a quick snippet. The young king wrote a book. God bless him. I've seen this young man type. His, his thumbs are a blur. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he said about Reed, he compares favorably to other NFL wide receivers that played at Western Michigan and had a great breakout age before transferring to Michigan State. So... Just to recap, third round here, Rice at the 301, Hyatt 302, Downs 303, Drew Sanders 304, Will McDonald goes to Ray at the 305. This kind of feels a little bit like a reach to me. Will McDonald. Now, we should mention that the All-22 guys do did build a platform that looks at a player's performance according to PFF. So this is a little bit, you talked about stretching different muscles, Addy, with uh, ranking offensive guys. It's interesting to see, and that's why I wanted to get these guys in here. It's interesting to see how they view IDP players. Yeah. Uh, Will Will McDonald is going to be, yeah, I think you're going to see some people be very high on him. Some people are out on him, right? They don't like the Jets landing spot. Um, He was someone that wasn't really high on a lot of boards. He was high, but he wasn't. 15th overall high he was mm-hmm. typically being you know back of the first early second you know type of pick you know and exactly like y'all talked about on the um recap pod that seems to be a large rotation there mm-hmm. yeah i'll give you his thoughts here he just uh just weighed in ray did he said will mcdonald might be the best pass rusher in the draft i stand by that and he won't be the focal point of the jets front for opposing offenses not to mention the offensive tackles mm-hmm. in that division aren't anything to write home about that's a different take They've been breaking down these guys over on the All-22 YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out. But him, uh, Ray and Chris have been putting in the work, breaking down these prospects, again, from a performance standpoint, since yeah. that's the basis of their platform. Also wanted to give some insight here into Kyborg's pick of Jalen Hyatt at the 302. The Giants apparently have a weird fetish for slot-wide receivers. Wandale, Crowder, Paris Campbell, Sterling Shepard, and said, hit me with another. Hyatt is, def- is a different breed with deep speed for days, something the New York Giants need. Brian Dable personally called the Rams to trade up 16 spots to take Hyatt in the third. The Bolitnikoff award winner doesn't have a ton of successful NFL comps at his weight, but he might be an outlier worth a shot in the third. Oh, and he was a four-time state champ at South Carolina high school, part of the Dutch Fork Silver Fours. Foxes. I cannot. I should have brought my glasses, boys. It's It's really challenging me to read these. One day we'll all graduate to being... Uh, to being those amen uh yes <laughs> i uh reading these uh chat comments Listen, you, d- you don't know which uh, it's a choose your own adventure we've had a long weekend too we've yeah. been doing a lot I'm of a little pod, a lot of uh, nfl talk yeah we're uh we're doing our best here guys <laughs> yeah, he was part of the dutch fork silver foxes one day we'll all graduate to being among those amen question mark yes we will i would love to be a silver fox one day babo yeah i'm uh, well on the way i was gonna say you've got some silver speckled sure. in that hair and it is extremely attractive in like a George Clooney type of way. Thank so you, speaking of Tyree Wilson, 
You go Tyree Wilson here at the 306. Yeah, he fell far enough. That's all that boils down to. Well, he's labeled as a linebacker, so sleeper. Let's clean this up a little bit. I think he's probably going to get the DL designation or at least the dual designation. Yeah, absolutely. All these guys, I think, are going to get A lot of these guys are mislabeled because Will Anderson's listed as a linebacker on here. He'll get the DL tag as well. I think so. Addy, you're on the clock with the 307. And uh, I feel like you're just getting smacked with, like, these tier breaks. Or do you feel better about where you're drafting here about midway through the third? Well, you know, I I do like some of these IDPs that are still around. I know where Adam's going here, but, but continue on. I, I like how some of these offensive pieces are being are being knocked down as well. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of looking at some of these tight ends that probably shouldn't be here in the third. There's two big ones. Two big ones. Two big ones. Two that were drafted in the early second. This is a tough choice here for me because I like them both. Mm-hmm. Both of them are in pretty solid offenses. Um, I've got a lot of Laporta shares already. Um, I'm going to go Michael Mayer here. Okay. I like it. I like the landing spot there. Darren Waller's the out Raiders, of town. Right, Raider, uh, Waller's gone. I mean, that's, you know, the McDaniels. Um, connection there you know kind of remind you a little bit of Gronk mm-hmm. that's what we're hoping for there okay so I wanted to read Kyle Bellyfield gave his thoughts on going Drew Sanders he said going upside and potential linebacker with Drew Sanders while he might be roadblocked at this moment in Denver Josie Jewell does have an out in his contract after this season and can Alex Singleton continue his greasy tackle efficiency forever the answer is yes he sold his soul Sanders lit it up his first year at off-ball linebacker for Arkansas and could just be scratching the surface that after he learns a bit in year one. Mm-hmm. So I called it. I mean, that that scene, I talked to Kyle Belly Fuel on the after show about Drew Sanders. So I think he was fresh on Kyle's mind, especially he went 101 in that IDP only mock draft that Kyle organized for football guys. So yes, don't hate the pick. Yeah. Like I mentioned on the recap or whatever, the best landing spot episode, him being drafted uh, in the third round, right? Mm-hmm. That was the best thing for, for us in rookie drafts. We're not going to have to overspin for this guy who was, who does have plenty of, you know, risk. You know, what type of, we don't know what type of position he's going to play. Like, we don't know, you know, we don't know if he's going to be any good. He missed a ton of tackles in college, so we hope that he's going to be good. We love his upside, but you don't know. So, yes, if you can get this guy in the third round, love that. That's who, if he was still there for me, I probably would have gone Drew Sanders over Michael Mayer just because, you know, that's what the heart would have wanted. That's right. So, again, it's interesting to see who these all 22 guys like. I think they got those lenses on because Bobby Acker goes with Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Washington. So, kind of interesting that he picked Forbes as the first CB off the board. Yeah, that's something I guess we'll uh, keep in our pocket. <laughs> that, hey, this what's helping me is... Of course, rookies earning playing time, right, is a very important part of their fantasy outlook. So it's helpful for me that Chris, Ray, and Bobby, they're kind of signaling to me who they think the contributors, right. the high graders at PFF, the, the guys with a chance to get on the field earlier are going to be. Right, yeah. I mean, I think for that stuff, I'm I'm basically just looking at capital. Yeah. You know, because who knows how these cornerbacks are going to shape out. But you do figure that if they're drafted – highly if they're a first round cornerback then there's a good chance that team had a serious need but also you know they're probably good they're probably going to get on the field early and so yeah I think if you're you know looking for which which corners to you know uh, 
drafting your best balls because I'm not really interested in drafting them anywhere else, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you're looking for the ones that are going to potentially play, and so to do that, I think draft capital is probably your best bet at this point. Bobo, I just wanted to bring it up because I had the tab pulled up. You had Roshan Johnson at 202. Okay. So he was right around that range. So uh, to recap, the third round, we had Rice, Hyatt, Downs, Sanders, McDonald, Wilson, Mayer, Forbes, and now Tripp is on the clock with the 309. That's a pretty good third round. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just like, it's not that I hate the class. It's just like rounds two and three are very similar to me. Like, I don't, I don't, you know. Is there that much difference between Kendra Miller at 204 and Drew Sanders at 304? I don't think so. Right? Yeah. There's feels like it's a very top heavy, like five, mm-hmm. little bit of like a second tier, and then just a big fat mm-hmm. kind of middle after that. I will say um, the defense here, there's still some juicy pieces on the board. Eddie, I used uh, the ranks from the IDP show draft kit to put together my IDP queue and Miles um, Murphy. Nolan Smith, Dorian Williams, Dayon Henley, uh, FAU, Brian Branch, Trenton Simpson. So this is telling me we're going to have a chance to draft some nice IDPs later in drafts, Bobo. Oh, yeah. Fourth round, fifth round. Um, You know, what do you like? That's the sweet spot, Mm -hmm. I think, in this draft because a lot of those edge guys – were late round picks, right? And this Demaria uh, was not first late thing? round, but late first round picks. Mm-hmm. The overshown yes. types are going to be in the fourth. This and is a little bit of an anomaly here. Yeah. He's not going to be a two ten, right? In I don't think rounds. so. I, in fact, I I truly think that in most of your leagues, you can probably find those guys in the fourth and fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bobby said, and it's it's good that he kind of admitted this. I'll be honest, not one hundred percent sure. Uh, if it was the right pick in this format, but I couldn't let Chris Lombardi get Forbes. Uh, Forbes is my favorite player in this draft behind Dorian Thompson-Robinson, which was the quarterback, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Forbes is a playmaker and a pick-six machine, so go ahead and target the rookie CB. So, and hey, that's what happens in rookie drafts. Mm -hmm. You know, people do stuff like that. They get their guys. They want want players that they like on their teams, and I'm I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. But it also is going to help value fall to yep yep and that's gonna happen there's gonna be some strange picks yeah not everybody in your league is uh super in in tune to the podcast idpshow.com we've hilarious as everyone in your league had a podcast (laughs) you're like guys did you listen to my podcast yet most people do have podcasts these days i think the majority yeah the the statistics are starting to bear that out Uh so some guys still on the board for offense though Keyshawn butte sean tucker Israel Abanacanda, Zach Evans, Will Levis is still on the board. Uh, looks like Sean Tucker was undrafted, though, right? Yeah, he was a UDFA. Where did he land? Because of the heart issue, he's got some type of a heart or lung issue. I think he's got. It's a heart on. defect. I'm pretty and sure he didn't run a 40 at his pro day. I, I do know that. Where did he end up landing? Um, he ended up with the Buccaneers. Maybe. Let's see. Are we I talking like? about Sean Tucker? Do they have his landing spot yet? So Sleeper does not even have him. Oh, he signed a deal with the Bucks. Okay, that's what Sean Tucker signed with the Bucks. So um, other guys: Darnell Washington, Deuce Vaughn, Evan Hall, Luke Musgrave, Cedric Tillman, Chase Brown, Tank Dell, Sam Laporta. Addy, you mentioned you've got some Sam Laporta shares. How many rookie drafts have you done so far? 
I think I'm in three right now. Okay. What have been some guys that you've been targeting where you've been drafting? All right, so the 109, that is uh, the no position left behind league with uh, a lot of other legends in the IDP world. Um, that is... Is that the one with H-Bomb? Yeah. yeah. H-Bomb's in there, Drew's in there. Yeah, they mentioned that on the pod, right? Uh, Tom K's in there. Yeah. Uh, Was that the one you posted the screenshot from? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's a, that's a super flex, tight end premium, uh, full IDP. Um, so I had the 109 in there, and I took Dalton Kincaid. Then I had the 209, and I took Rasheed Rice. Um, I had the 309, and I took Tyree Wilson, and I added him to – also, I took over a team that was already, like, really good. So I don't want to take too much credit for this, but I, I added Tyree Wilson to a team that has, like, Miles Garrett, Brian Burns, Quiddy Pay. Ooh, that's sick. Uh, someone else that's super sick. I'm blinking. But anyway, added him to just a, a silly unit. So I took him at 309, and then 409 I took Dorian Williams. So I know you guys are probably going to snipe me now. Absolutely. I I'm, I am looking here, and I, I I think if this guy makes it back to me, since you guys have already picked, I think I'm going to go Nolan Smith yeah. at the wow. 403. And just like what I think it was you, Addy, who said the comp for Nolan Smith, especially where he landed, is Hassan Reddick. Yeah. So if you're telling me I could have – Possibly the next Hassan Reddick, where we saw Hassan Reddick blow up last season, and where Hassan Reddick currently is. Yes, please. What, Hassan Reddick was that his first year of his deal last year in Philly? Yes, because he was with the Panthers before that. They gave him a three-year deal. Three-year deal. Yep. Okay. So I mean, you know, Hassan Reddick's definitely going to be there next year and the year after. But after that. I mean, he's probably going to go get paid somewhere, like really paid. And yeah. it's probably going to be hard for Philly to keep him because they've already allocated all this money elsewhere, right? So, yes, Nolan Smith may not produce year one, but he's getting to learn alongside uh, Hassan Reddick, who he's being comped, you know, uh, as. Uh, and then uh, he's going to have this amazing defensive line uh, with him, you know, even if Josh Sweat moves on. He's going to have Jalen Carter. He's going to have... Jordan Davis, he's going to have Milton Williams all still there, you know, all with a, a few years under their belt. Uh, and he'll probably be, you know, the the top edge rusher or at least the the, the next best one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I do like Nolan Smith quite a bit. I mean, he's in an amazing situation. Uh, he blew up the combine. Um, it's just a size thing. Yeah, I, and, and, he, and he can add on weight. Yeah. You always talked about you trust the Chiefs decision makers. You trust their ability to um, – develop talent. I feel the same about the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Everyone right? just gushing all over the Eagles. Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman. The other GMs were getting angry at the media coverage and the flowers being thrown Howie Roseman's way. So that's when you know you've won a draft, when the other GMs are saying, pipe down, members of the media, pipe down Twitter. He just does the smart things that other teams should be doing. It's like, you know, with with, um, with Jalen Carter, right? I mean, after what, like the third or fourth pick, like – Every time someone was going up to to you know Goodell was going up to the clock, we were all expecting Jalen Carter to be that that pick because he should have been. I mean, he's like the he's truly one of the he's probably like the first or second best player in this draft, right? I mean, that's a lot of analysts would say that he is the best talent in the draft. Now, off field concerns, yeah. and not just the racing incident, but some other character concerns with work ethic and relationship and rapport some serious concerns amongst GMs, but the talent is absolutely undeniable. Yeah. 
So and he 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 lands in a spot where I think that locker room is going to help him keep his head on straight. He gets to learn from Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he gets to learn from um, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick, and you've got a very good group around him, coaches included, to help. Um, all those former teammates too, you know, all his buddies probably. Nicobe Dean's there. I was going to say, I think that the, the Eagles actually changed their Twitter handle to reflect the fact that they are pretty much the pro equivalent of the Georgia Bulldogs. That's right. Mm-hmm. Then they bring in, uh, was it Chris Smith that went there maybe? Someone went there. Someone else from Georgia went there. Of course, they traded for DeAndre Swift as well. Um, That's right, yeah. So, But uh, we have some more picks, boys. So Tripp goes with Sam Laporta. Chris Lombardi goes with Tank Dell. Macri's on the clock, so let's go ahead and force that through, Addy, and see who Macri had up next in his queue. And then um, we'll see what the Young King does. So Luke Musgrave goes off the board to John Macri at the 111. So uh, there was your Tank Dell pick to Chris at the uh, 310, Bobo. What do you think of that? You're a big tank. Well, no, you're Tank Bigsby. There's too many tanks. Well, I do like the names the, are confusing. Tank Bigsby is good. I also like Tank Dell as well. I mean, he's going to be probably a special teams guy if you uh, have return yardage, uh, kickoff retarded, uh, retarded. Just <laughs> <laughs> canceled. It's like we're like it's like guys kickoff return <laughs> yardage. That is a very much a word that you would mush together in your league. Uh, Tank Dell is a guy that you need to pay attention to. There's not a ton of wide receivers there in Houston also. Man. Uh, sorry. It's now 1040, and uh, this is the fourth podcast. This is early for us. This is early. How many days? But, yeah, Sam Laporta, I agree with. I would have been thinking about him or uh, Mayer there uh, at Adams' pick. And then Musgrave is, is interesting as well. It is a good tight end class, so I think tight ends are going to come off the board fully in the third and the fourth round probably. All right, Addy, what do we think uh, Young King's doing here at the 312? Young King's probably doing something that's very smart, if I had to guess, <laughs> Josh. Uh, I'd say he's probably looking at someone like uh, Henley. He's um, going to simultaneously drop not only the pick, but also I know, I told a him, four-page go ahead, Yeah, go ahead and make the pick and then write the book. Um, but Chris said Tank Dell was my number five wank, rank, wanked. Oh, man. (laughs) Number five ranked wide receiver pre-draft, and he fell into an amazing opportunity. He has the movement skills, speed, and route running ability to earn a starting spot on day one next to Robert Woods and Nico Collins. And it's your turn. Look at at what he did. Did Were you going to say Cedric Tillman? I was going to say Cedric Tillman. I I don't guess I actually did, though. No, I'm sorry. I cut you off because I was like, let me get this in really quick. (laughs) It was in the brain. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I like that pick for, for old young king. Great. Yeah, he said Tillman was one of the few wide receivers in this class with the size, that is true, mm-hmm. and the speed to compete on the outside. The Tennessee offense looks way different from anything we might see at the pro level, so I have my doubts about his ability to play NFL caliber football. That being said, Donovan Peoples-Jones is a free agent in 2024, so Tillman could secure a nah. role in that Browns offense sooner rather than later. That's a great pick because Amari kind of faded a little bit last year. Uh, David Bell and, and uh, Peoples-Jones have not been great. Wollert's pick there of Chase Brown has been a riser. He's been a guy that um, if they decide to, for cap reasons, let go of um, Joe Mixon, then Chase Brown is going to be a a riser even more in some of these rookie IDP uh, mocks. Here's the thing. He's a fifth-round pick, right? Sure. 
You know, all these guys, yeah. they're going to get replaced with I, someone with the higher they draft. They all count. stink. Is I'm just what saying, I'm saying, opportunity wise, Brown right. could I, rise. I know. I, I don't I, like I, him. I get it. But, but yeah. He's a talked about name right now. Yeah, I see it. This I've, is where it's an interesting pick. I want to see where Cowboy goes. I've got here. a ton of fourths. So this is extremely curious to me. I've got a ton of thirds as well. So um, Daddy's paying attention right now because it is one of those drafts where. Who the hell knows how these things are going to shake out and what is consensus, quote-unquote, going to look like. So, yes, very curious to see. Does Kyborg dip back into the IDP? Well, there's still some very nice names on the board here. Miles Murphy, Nolan Smith, Dorian Williams. He goes with Will Levis, quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. According to the coach, the QB3 on the depth chart, but I think we all expect him to be the QB2, if not the starter, should they move on, and they absolutely should. Trade Tannehill, trade Henry, take whatever you can get for these guys and just start the rebuild because if you suck and Levis is not the answer, just blow it up, go 3-14, and and then take Caleb Williams. Get your true quarterback. I think it's smart to keep taking these shots. I would do the same thing. Draft Malik Willis. Draft draft Will Levis. See if one of these guys hits, but don't be afraid to bottom out and get the true franchise quarterback. So he goes with Will Levis, and I'm sitting here on the board, and I have an interesting interesting decision here because Miles Murphy still on the board. We talked about succession plans with Nolan Smith eventually taking over for Hassan Reddick if Reddick were to leave in free agency. Uh, Miles Murphy, same thing. You've got uh, the white, the whitest defensive ends in the league with Trey and Sam there, and Miles Murphy gets to learn from these guys and eventually take the reins. But you also have Dorian Williams and Dayon Henley, FAU, Brian Branch, Trenton Simpson, Derek Hall. Boy, this fourth round, Addy, is absolutely loaded with some IDPs. Don't do it, Josh. I'm going to go Dayon Henley. Okay. At the 403. Who are you thinking? Who are you not wanting me to take? I thought you were going to betray me specifically and go Dorian. No, I'll let you have Dorian. Uh, But he doesn't allow me to have Henley. Sorry, Bobo. I just think I am so high on Henley. I really think this guy could be a surprise rookie LB1 this season. I was really high on a guy named Isaiah Simmons, who is the seventh pick of the 2020 draft as well. And we just saw the Arizona Cardinals uh, refuse to take his – fifth-year option. Uh, Henley reminds me a little bit of a guy named Isaiah Simmons. I think um, I think there is upside. I think it's reasonable upside, but there also should be some, uh, some built-in bus cost as well. Um, I do think that it's great that the coach there for the Chargers. Staley. Staley, this is one of the first linebackers that he's drafted because Kenneth Murray, like we talked about before the pod, was a Anthony Lynn pick in 2020 before Staley came in. So that this is interesting. Eric Kendricks has clearly taken a step back here in the last couple years. You know, um, still very serviceable in IDP from a talent perspective. At the 403, not only do I love Dayon Henley, but I also love Belly Fuel's pick of Miles Murphy. Miles well. Murphy, yeah, that's a great pick there at four four. Tremendous value. Here's another thing with Henley that does scare me a little bit. Yes, I do like Staley being there, but because Staley is who he is and probably has pretty high expectations for his linebackers, there's a chance if Henley struggles out yeah. of the gate, he doesn't put up with it. Mm-hmm. And he is just a third round pick, so I mean, it's not the biggest deal if you whiff on a third round pick. I do. I'm rooting for Henley. I, I think he's going to be solid, 
but he's not someone I'm I'm willing to overdraft yeah, right yeah. now. There's too many other. I, uh, li- I, I, I want the linebacker that falls. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I feel pretty much the same about linebacker two through six. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kyborg talked up his Levis pick. He said, I trashed Levis in his pre-draft evaluation, his rookie profile article, and put a cherry on top on the Dynasty podcast. He's the classic try-hard guy I usually root against, not to mention his banana-eating ways. I would never invite him to Froyo. That being said, I could not. I could be dead wrong about him as an NFL prospect. I'm approaching this as next player on my board rather than friendship. The Titans traded up to take him at the top of the second round, and he has the physical traits you want for a fantasy quarterback. He runs without caution. Probably needs a little bit of caution, if we're being honest, and has a strong arm. If you get 75% of Josh Allen or Jay Cutler with wheels, that's an interesting comparison, you would be thrilled in the third round. The hit rate of fifth round running backs or wide receivers with a small window of opportunity is so low that I'd rather take someone with some semblance of value in two to three years. Just don't ask me to hang out with them anytime soon. So, there you go. What a, what a legend. I mean... The, this is why this uh, this dude works with the fantasy footballers, y'all. Yeah, he's a writing, he's a triple threat, a triple threat. He's a podcasting ace, he's an editing ace, he's a writing ace, and he's a great friend. Quadruple yeah. threat. Mm-hmm. He's funny. He is very. That's a that's a very fun comment. I'm glad we didn't have any silver foxes worked into that one uh, to tongue timey. But after. It's also much better for Kyborg uh, doing this as opposed to coming on the show for three hours. Yes, and him slowly sinking into the abyss and regretting his life decisions. Uh, Kyle Bellyfuel goes, like we said, with Miles Murphy. Ray goes with Jair Brown, safety for the San Francisco 49ers. At the 405, Bobo, you went Trenton Simpson. Talk us through your pick while Addy makes his. Same type situation that we're talking about tonight with um, Patrick Queen's fifth-year option not being extended. Um, Isaiah Simmons not being extended. Uh, Jordan Brooks probably won't be picked up as well. Trenton Simpson maybe looks to be the heir apparent linebacker there for uh, Baltimore alongside a guy by the name of Roquan Smith. Um, I have seen some kind of pegs to the same style of play as Devin White, and if that is the pass rushing opportunity upside that Trenton Simpson provides, um, I'm all for it there at the, uh, at the 406. There you go. I wanted to give uh, the explanation here from Ray on taking Jair Brown. He said that Jair Brown led the country in INTs the last two years, goes to a defense that we know what they, they know what they're doing in San Francisco. He just makes plays on the ball and he's a badass tackler. So that is the explanation on Jair Brown. Cowbell, if you'll said Miles Murphy was an excellent value for Cincy near the end of the first. He has all the traits and plays. Uh, he has all the traits and plays both the pass and the run with success. The Bengals will have to pay Joe Burrow soon, and Murphy gives them flexibility to move on from Hubbard or Hendrickson. That's a great point. It may look crowded now, but Murphy has the talent to shine through, like his long-term potential a lot. So once again, Kyle Bellyfuel locked in, making great picks, Eddie. Yeah, I love that note about uh, having to pay one of those two guys. Um, so now it's up to me, and like I just mentioned, once those uh, first five linebackers are off the board, it's like a little uh, little alarm that goes off that uh, now it's time to draft the six. So the six, one available for me is Mr. Dorian Williams. And this so. is your guy. Mm-hmm. This is my guy at this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I think that he's just got massive upside, man. I think he's going to be the guy that is alongside Matt Milano, and I think Matt Milano could potentially move on in the next year or two um, just because that's just how things go, right? So, um, yeah, I think he has a really good opportunity. Um, he was extremely productive in college, great tackle rate, one of the best tackle rates among all the linebackers. And uh, and then, again, just I love the value. That's 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 the main thing, right? I view these linebackers the same. Jordan Williams or DeMarvin Overshone is is likely going to be the best value. That's right. Take whoever falls so you could scoop up value elsewhere, right? Yep. That's the game we could play with these linebackers. I just I, you you know you're going to get one of these guys late. So figure out your 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 other positions earlier. I think you you know if you can for sure get one of these guys in the fourth round, I think that's that should be your move. That's the spot. And I've got 403 in our main league, so I know that uh, he's not going to make it that far because he's not getting past Bobo at the end of the second, maybe. Who is, is this now? Dayon Henley. I don't know. I'm kind of fading on Henley a little bit, to be honest with you. Don't fade on your boy. I do love it, but I think there's an opportunity that he's not going to work out. Like, it's a it, – he he's not – He's not a first or second round linebacker. He he, I don't know. My thing is just who else is there. I agree with because I I agree with you, Addie. That yeah, we could see Staley bench Deion Henley. Is he going to turn to Kenneth Murray at that point? Because I think Kendricks outside of injury is probably pretty safe. Yeah, but it's tough because I think I probably should have gone Miles Murphy there. I think that's the better pick. But I did want to get one of these linebackers, and I knew that they were not going to make it back around, and sure enough, they didn't. So I think I probably should have gone Murphy, but I'm not. I, I probably would do a Henley all over again because I want one of these linebackers. Looking at the linebackers right now, it's kind of interesting. I mean, there are a decent amount of top linebackers that were kind of later picks, like uh, Nick Bolton was the 26th pick of the second round, Foyer was the 26th pick of the sixth round. Um, Fred Warner. Wow, he was that late? Fred Warner was wow. a, Fred Warner was a third-round pick. Um, Logan Wilson was a third-round pick. Pete Warner was a late second-round pick. Troy Anderson was a late second-round pick. We know that N'Kobe Dean was a third-round pick. Bobby Okereke was a third-round pick. Um, Ernest Jones was a third-round pick. So this is kind of a little bit of the opposite of the edge rushers. Frankie where- Luvu, yes, I, First round capital, honestly, we just don't see that with linebackers either. And it, and has it worked out lately? I mean, no. you know, the last we just all these fifth year options getting declined, right? So I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think that what that's telling you is it's really hard to evaluate linebacker. Yeah, and it's hard to know who is going to be good. And, and, and maybe the NFL suppresses these guys and pushes them down into the later rounds because they don't know what the hell to do with these guys. Pabo also is uh, Ernest Jones maybe the biggest winner of the uh, you know. Rams not drafting. I mean, yeah. biggest winner maybe of the of the draft. I of should the, of yeah any linebacker didn't yes. pick up a free agent linebacker. Didn't pick up a linebacker of note in the uh, in the draft. Should point out this is going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk with Scott Bogman, who hosts the individual defensive podcast with Gary Davenport. We're going to do a winners and losers post draft IDP. So. Ernest Jones is going to be on that list, Bobo, because I agree with you. I think he is the biggest winner coming out of the draft. So, Addy, if you want to force John's pick here, we had Keon White go to Bobby Acker, 
at the uh, what was that the four oh eight? Yep. Yep. And then Luke Schoonmaker, Schoonmaker. Yep. Schoonmaker going to the Dallas Cowboys tight end, going at the four oh nine to trip, and then Deuce Vaughn goes to Chris. Lombardi at the 410, the Dallas running back. Darnell Washington goes to Macri, so he doubles up with tight ends. Macri's drafted three tight ends, which I love. It's hilarious because it reminds me of Johnny the Greek setting his cue in our All-22 yeah. draft, and he had to leave, and it was quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And yeah. he ended up with like eight quarterbacks, and he said, Jesus Christ, I didn't expect my my auto draft to give me all of these mid-quarterbacks. I do love the Deuce Vaughn story of his dad calling him to uh, ask him to come to work. That was uh it was close to it was a touching moment a lot of dads around this table found that to be quite an emotional moment deuce vaughn it's gonna be fun to see him in the nfl when isn't he like five eight um, he's t-tiny yeah we'll see what that looks like hey man if uh you know if if we can have another darren sproles potentially yeah I'd love that i'm all for danny it. woodhead i'd be sweet i like this next pick yeah no it's been here. really tough to speak tonight Yes, it's hard. Its brain is just mush at this point. Yeah. Next two, next two picks are a smash. Evan Ronda goes Nolan Smith at the four twelve, which is a super nice value for Nolan Smith. Yes, he said super athletic edge rusher on a team full of incredibly talented players. He won't get as much volume as we probably want to see, but I expect him to be efficient with his snaps and eventually develop into the kind of player that can truly make a difference on my fantasy team. Actually, so, like, agreed. I like the next pick of Wollerts as well. Owen Papo there at the five arrow up with yeah. the Isaiah. Simmons news, He's going to have opportunity. As much as it pains you. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, but um, if if Simmons doesn't play that role, if he plays more of the slot, the only person he's really got to get in front of is Kaiser White. Um, and especially, too, if they continue to bring um, your boy Zavin off the edge, then maybe there is opportunity for Owen to Owen have Owen may be early. starting along Kaiser White. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so we got Kyborg up here at the 502. So we'll see who Kyborg goes with uh, with his final pick here. Bobo, help me out here. Are there any offensive guys on the board? Because I'm more familiar with these IDPs. Yeah. With uh, you know that being the topic of our podcast, but sure. help me out here with some of these offensive guys. Is there anyone in the fifth round that is worth throwing a dart on, in your opinion? So if you are a Devi guy, then you probably have been on the uh, Kayshawn Butte train for a couple years now. He was a guy that came into LSU that people were, um, you know, people were saying was supposed to be really, really good, and then he's he's kind of fallen in people's ranks in the off season and he's landed in new England and just not a real great situation. Um, Sean Tucker was a UDFA that we just talked about that went to, um, the Buccaneers. Israel Ibanaconda is actually a really talented running back. Um, I actually had a second round grade as far as rookie mocks are concerned on Ibanaconda. It's just that he's obviously in a weird situation. Now I will say the glaring, glaring, obvious pick here offensively for me is Zach Evans. Okay. You're behind Cam Akers, who, if you don't remember, the Rams tried to give away about midseason for some weird reason. I don't know what was going on there. Someone please come get this guy. Absolutely. Help us recoup some draft capital. And then Akers played a ton to end the season, but just he wasn't good. It was just because the Rams were terrible at that point. But I will say Zach Evans has a massive opportunity to get some pretty – Early down usage, in my opinion, because I don't think Cam Akers is anybody standing in his way. Um, but to answer your question overall, no. I mean, maybe if you're an A.T. Perry guy or if you believe in maybe one of these, you know, 
Chris Rodriguez to the Washington Commanders. Um, the guy Trey McBride out of Kentucky. No, that's not right. Um, anyways, I forget where McBride is, but Dwayne McBride, Dwayne McBride there Minnesota running back. Yeah, so I mean he he might have an opportunity. Also, it's a uh, fifth round gets weird in this draft. I'll admit. So um, I'm looking here. And then at, Hooker also. Yep, Hooker's on there. If you uh, believe in the succession plan for the Detroit Lions, uh, some IDP still on the board. Felix Anaduke, Uzama, Brian Branch, Derek Hall, Kalijah Kansi, Sidney Brown, BJ Ojolari. FAU sound seems like a he seems like a smash in the fifth to me. Yep. I mean, it reminds you a lot of what they did with Karloff just last year, right? That was who they took at late first. And, yeah, I mean, FAU has a great profile, very productive. And in last year's draft, Karloff just was like a mid-second. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah, and you can get this guy, you know, Huge fourth value. or fifth. Frank Clark out the door. Yep. So, opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you'll see these IDPs like that bump down just because no one knows what to do with those those you know second and third rounds like they're just all those offensive guys are the same so i mean you'll see a lot of those mm-hmm. those back in first idps getting pushed down in your rookie drafts it, i think they'll be i think this will be a nice draft for like your your fourth and fifth round i think you'll be able to really get a, a decent amount of guys that were drafted in the first round of the actual nfl draft just Exactly what I was thinking about, Adam. The same thing that uh, article uh, a couple months ago I came out with, safety and safeties. If you have a safety that you believe in that's got some decent draft capital and, and you know goes into a good defensive back role, this might be the round to take him in. There is still, you know, um, Jordan Battle is still on the board here. No safeties have been selected. Yeah, none. Except for Jair Brown. Okay, yeah. Uh, and, and I actually like Jair Brown. At 405, that's not a huge um, investment there. Wow, I was Doubles wondering. Kyborg was taking a long time on the clock, so I thought, is he going IDP again? And sure enough, he does, going BJ Ojolari. Of course, living there in Arizona. Um, Homer pick. Yeah, he's not a uh, – Cardinals fan. He's a Falcons fan, being from Atlanta originally, but not a surprise uh, that he would go after the team that's in the city where he lives currently, Eddie. Yeah. It's a good pick for the fifth round. I'm not going to have any BJ Ojolari. Yeah, that that uh, that combine did me in on BJ. Yeah. He's got Kyborg is dropping some some IDP stats in the chat that I've got to read here for the room. So <laughs> let's let's see what he had to say. Ojolari was the top DN left for me. Cards took him 41st overall. Solid career pressure rate, 14.8% in the SEC. Makes me think his game can translate to the NFL. Cardinals desperately need pass rush with Watt and Allen gone. Also, I wanted to sound cool ending the draft with IDP Seacrest out. He's not wrong talking about the opportunity. I mean, there yeah, is going to really be opportunity. There. I mean, maybe maybe has the best opportunity yep. out of any of these guys. Yeah. Um, so Best yeah. opportunity. Talent. I think Macri was yeah. not as crazy about this one, but sometimes uh, talent doesn't matter as much as opportunity. That's right, and we did mention this was one of the youngest prospects in the draft. He got uh, early playing time at LSU. So, I mean, there's a lot of unknown, right? I mean, this is this is a, a really nice upside pick. If you're getting him here in the fifth round, love that. But if I've, I've seen people take him in the third round, yeah. I hate that. That's too much. Way too rich. But to finish the draft, Josh makes maybe the best pick of the draft, drafting a first-round edge at the 503 in Felix and Aduque. Um, that's That was the pick to make there. This, the is, this allows me to make up for not going edge with Miles Murphy in the fourth. 
get a guy that I feel very similar to. I love it. Uh, landing with the Chiefs, I did check to make sure Frank Clark was actually a free agent. And hilariously enough, on his little Google about kind of profile from Wikipedia, Frank Dominic Clark, nicknamed the Shark, is an American football defensive end who is a free agent. Have you all ever heard Frank Clark called the Shark before? No, never. But I do like it. But I don't know how it ended up in the first line of his Wikipedia bio. Was Frank Clark the dude in the Lambo with the Uzis? Yes. Okay. He's Adam's still, a big fan for that still, reason. Uh, still unsigned, right? Still sitting out there. Yep. So uh, Kyle Bellyfuel goes with Tucker Craft. Uh, Packers tied in. A little bit of a homer pick for Kyle like there that. at the 504. Is Dunlop still in Kansas City? I don't think so. He's okay. out as well. Wow. Man, Felix yeah, they, they, and Aduke. They shed a lot of the of, of guys along that defensive line. A lot of that team. It was a lot of just like rentals, guys they were picking up at the Y to uh, help take them to the Super Bowl. So uh, Ray goes with Keyshawn Boutte sure. at the 505, and you went with Zach Evans at the 5-6. So very good pick there, Bobo. Thank you. Makes a lot of sense. Anyone with the Rams, I am extremely interested because this Nobody team there. is so talent poor. Nobody there. So Cooper Cup. Addy, this is your last pick. You've gone Zay Flowers, Jonathan Mingo, Michael Mayer, and Dorian Williams. Beautiful draft. Who are you thinking about taking it home with in the fifth round? Yeah, it's between it's between three people right here. Uh, I like Michael Wilson, drafted to Arizona. Um, I think he could have a nice little opportunity. And then, you know, once Kyler returns to full health, that, that, that could be interesting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then IDP-wise, I'm thinking of Brian Branch. I think this would be a really nice spot to get him. Do you know who I heard Greg Rosenthal comp him to? C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Wow. Right? Uh Uh-oh. And he said he just Uh so happens to land on the team with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I do love that. I do love that. But I want to do something for the brand here, I think, and uh, go with my boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Derek Hall. Mm-hmm. Yes, excellent pick. 37th overall. This Zorian is Williams is your, I think, number one baby, but Derek Hall, I think, might be number two for you. Derek Hall, is, he may be, he honestly may be number one because I feel like I'm going to be able to get Derek Hall in a lot of drafts. He's going to go round. undrafted in a lot of In the of fifth people. round, undrafted. Yes, we're right. seeing. He's close right here. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he would have he would have gone undrafted in this one if I didn't take him here. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love I love Derek Hall. I like his game. I love his I love where he landed. You know, uh, I think he can beat out Boye Mafe pretty easily. Yeah. Dramont Jones is there inside now. Yuchina is still Yuchina. Let's ride. Let's ride. Baby. I love it. I love it. So let's give some more insight here so ray said i don't know i'm just here so i don't get fined and butte needs to be on the straight and narrow uh, or else he'll be fined and belichick will banish him out of the league but if he sticks to he has top 40 talent we saw as a freshman worth the flyer Kyle Bellyfuel said Tucker Craft might be the second tight end Green Bay drafted on day two, but the former South Dakota State Jackrabbit has legit game. There is plenty of opportunity for the taking at tight end for the pack, and I expect Kraft to battle Musgrave in camp. Plus, I also expect Green Bay to find ways to utilize both its new young athletic tight ends either way. Great tight end class. Yes. I mean, this is it's not the worst class, right? A tight end's good. Uh Edge edges, is good. edges really Very good. good. Linebackers pretty good. The first yep. like seven. I mean, I'm fine with all like the top seven linebackers pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, Safety's of, not very good. Yeah, running back sucks. Ex- outside of the top like two, 
Maybe a couple of the running backs pan out. Maybe you've got two yeah. more that work out. But good luck. And also, you're going to be concerned because they don't have the capital. You're going to be concerned, are they going to get replaced next year? The wide receivers, to me, seem like they might not have any opportunity. Yeah, wide receiver, who the hell knows? Yeah. Like, Rasheed Rice seems cool, but is it just because he's on the Chiefs? If he's not on the Chiefs, does he go undrafted? You know, like in, in, rookie drafts, in, in our mean, five round. Yeah, yeah you know? probably so. Well, yeah. He'd be he wouldn't be in the second round. He'd no. be maybe a fifth. Yeah. Yeah. The the one guy that hasn't been drafted yet that I have been seeing drafted in a lot of mocks has been Hendon Hooker. Even in one QB leagues. Um Hendon Hooker seems like a nice stash to me. If I've got a fourth or fifth that I don't really care about, um, I like the rushing upside that maybe Hooker provides. I don't know. We'll see. Macri could go with a fourth tight end at uh, at the five eleven here, but I um, like that two Green Bay tight ends have been uh, have been drafted here. Well, I think um, you want to open up your mind to what this Green Bay Packers offense could be, because it's a new era. Yeah. It's the Jordan. It's the start of the Jordan Love era. I think this team is going to look very different. Mark Sessler said it very well on the Around the NFL podcast today. I'm not saying it's going to be good but I'm weirdly fascinated in what this Packers team is going to look like uh, without two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, you know, back-to-back for the past almost 30 years. The Packers have been spoiled with transcendent quarterback play. So we'll see where Jordan Love stacks up, but I could see a young passer wanting to lean on those two tight ends, short passes across the middle, easy completions, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's a a smart pick to to, uh, target that position for that team. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, we should mention here, since this is the IDP show, some IDPs left here because we've got, uh, looks like, four picks left. So there's going to be some talent on the board. Brian Branch, Kalijah Cansey, Sidney Brown, Isaiah Foskey, Servasier uh, Dennis, mm. Eddie. Yeah. Uh, Byron Young, we mentioned him on the landing spot pod, Yaya Diaby, uh, Thule. <clears throat> nope, too late to try that name. Yeah, uh, Ivan Pace Jr., Isaiah McGuire, Antonio Johnson, Nick Herbig. I kind of like the Henry Tuototo guy. He landed in uh, Houston. Houston. Yeah, that is pretty nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His face went from, uh, to, ooh. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I agree. Oh. Average, you know, middle tier kind of linebacker, but primo spot. Well, it's, it could have been like Noel, uh, Noah Sewell who went to, what, Chicago, mm-hmm. which is like – Wow. Yep. until you get an opportunity. Jack Sanborn will absolutely cut your throat to remain LB3, <laughs> yeah. so don't even think about it, yeah. Suell. Rigatoni. <laughs> I've got that image stashed somewhere in our Slack and uh, might have to bust it out one day because that was one of the better John Macri jokes. He's a so, good He's a good He's a good, Bo. So Macri was great. I loved meeting John Macri. That was one of the highlights of my year, honestly. When he stepped out of the car and Jake and Evan and myself were coming out of the shed to meet him, it was just like... I don't know, seeing Bigfoot or something. Like, is this actually happening? Did you get chills? I did. Uh, I was. We, we kind of mentioned it. I don't know if we mentioned it on the pod, but we talked about it a lot this weekend. All the guys, like, weirdly tall. Oh, I know, yeah. Too oh, much tall. Too much height yeah. in, this, in this group. And we're not, like, shorties. Like, yeah. we're average height, I'd say. Yes. Probably above average for I'd say you're definitely most. above average at <laughs> six foot seven. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, absolutely ripped, too. Just truly. What's Evan? Evan's got to be 6'2", 6'3". Yeah. 
He's intimidating. He's a volleyball player. He's a volleyball player. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell we're stalling to give Trip time to make his pick? I think he's got some unruly children he's trying to get yeah, to bed. I need to force this one. It is midnight though, so hopefully that's not the not probably, the reason. Yeah, he's probably Maybe. asleep with his phone on his yeah. chest. <laughs> not at off in the recliner. Yeah. I'm proud of Kyle B for staying up this late. That's a good job by him. So let's see if we got any more. Um, no, any, just uh, just Kyle B. Any favorite picks of the draft here as we slowly wrap up? Any any situations that you really like? I'll well, say, Bobo. Let's talk about your squad here. You went Will Anderson, sure. Roshan Johnson, Tyree Wilson, Trenton Simpson, Zach Evans. I feel like this draft right here, you almost need to not have a guy and just go with best player available. Um, because if not, then you're going to just be seen reaching. Uh, Will Anderson, best player available at 106. Maybe Roshan is a reach at 206. I disagree. Um, Tyree Wilson at 306. Oh boy, I love that. Um, and then Trenton Simpson, I love the upside at 406. There's not a ton of risk involved there. Uh, Zach Evans is going to have opportunity. Sure, why not? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and take a lap like I won the draft, but as far as letting players fall, which is that's what you do, um, you let players fall and, uh, you know, just draft them, um, draft them accordingly. So and, let's, but, and just like what, what I'm saying here to lead into your draft here, Josh, um, your draft was fantastic. Let me read it for you. Thank you. Jameer Gibbs at the 103, Jalen Carter at the 203, Josh Downs at 303, Dayon Henley, unfortunately, at the 403, and then maybe the pick of the draft for me, Felix and Aduke Uzama. Did I do that right? Yes, you did. Very FAU well done. at the 503. So what was the last pick in the first round goes at the 503. Fantastic. You won the draft. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Trophies in the mail. I, I will say I had two picks where it was, this is too early for this guy, but I know he's not going to make it back around to me, and this is the type of player that I want with Jalen Carter and Dayon Hintley. Um, and then, yeah, FAU was a chance to kind of, like I said, atone for not taking Miles Murphy in the fourth, and then Downs was a homer pick. And, and if you if you think from a team perspective, you're going to plug these guys into a team, and they're going to be really solid contributors for you. Um, you know that that's a uh, well done. So Jalen Carter at the two or three, I wasn't sure if that was a reach, um, but in hindsight, I really like where uh, I really like where he fits in there. Even even with Kyborg Van Ness there at the two hundred two, in hindsight, I'm okay with that. Well, especially if Rashawn Gary is not right to start the season, and which sounds like he's not going to be. Yeah. So let's recap some of the teams here. So Mike Wellert went Bijan Robinson, Jack Campbell, Rasheed Rice. Is that uh That's a great that's a great threesome right there. It really yeah. is. That's very nice. Chase Brown. Chase Brown and then Owen Papo. Uh Kyborg went with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, Jalen Hyatt, Will Levis, and B.J. Ojolari. Good haul. Yeah, it was like a it. very good haul. As Bobby mentioned, I went with Gibbs, Jalen Carter, Josh Downs, Deion Henley, FAU. Kyle Bellyfield went with Quentin Johnston, Kendra Miller, Drew Sanders, Miles Murphy, and Tucker Craft. Another really solid team. Very good team there. Uh, Ray went with Jordan Addison, Ty J. Spears, Will McDonald, Jair Brown, and Keyshawn Butte. Bobo, you went with Will Anderson, Roshan Johnson, Tyree Wilson, Trenton Simpson, Zach Evans. Addy, you went with Zay Flowers, Jonathan Mingo, Michael Mayer, Dorian Williams, and Derek Hall. Give us your thoughts on your little five-pack of players here. It's okay. I mean, you know, picking from the 107, uh, your team just is not going to look as sexy as those those guys in front of you. Um, just because of, like we mentioned, that teardrop from pretty much – you had a teardrop on your face picking from 107. Very much. So, yeah, I mean, because of that, I didn't really want to 
chase IDP too early because I feel like, you know, I was already at a disadvantage picking in the second half of the draft. So I kind of wanted to let the value come to me. So I think that's why you see me end up with guys like Dorian William and, and Derek Hall, um, guys that are going to be a little under the radar because the capital isn't there like some of these other prospects, but who I think still have a really good chance to be just as productive, if not more. So, um, Fun class. I really like it late. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think you should also make sure you're make sure you clean up your rosters. Get rid of guys you don't want so you can make sure you're uh you have room um and are ready to add some of these guys that are gonna go undrafted because there's gonna be a lot of talent out there yep. after this draft. Yeah. So uh before it looks like uh Trip gets auto picked maybe Sean Tucker here, unless he said a Q. Um, did you have, yeah, Sean Tucker goes, uh, to trip on the auto pick, but, uh, let's talk about, uh, Bobby Acker's team here. He has Anthony Richardson, Marvin Mims, Emmanuel Forbes, Keon white, and, uh, Dwayne McBride trip went with Zach Charbonnet, tank Bigsby, Sam Laporta, Luke Schoonemaker, Sean Tucker, and then Chris Lombardi went with Bryce Young, Demarion Overshone, tank Dell, Deuce Vaughn, and Brian Branch. And then Macri uh, will force his pick through and see who he takes another. It's going to be so funny if it's another tight end. Dalton Kincaid, C.J. Stroud, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington. Uh, Let's read some explanations here from guys that we haven't been able to catch up on yet. So Bobby said of the Dwayne McBride pick, who knows what happens with Dalvin Cook. McBride probably would have been earlier in the draft if he wasn't hurt at the end of the season. Dude runs hard. It's tough to see him not having a role in Minnesota. And then also wanted to mention, um, I think it was Chris talking about, uh, yes, Dallas with Deuce Vaughn. He said, we will see the next Eckler. If Dallas gives Deuce a chance, no one is touching this kid in open space, and his vision is special enough to live between the tackles if needed to. So you got to love, Bobby, that these all 22 guys are out giving some spicy takes on these rookies. I like it. I love it. I love it. So, uh, Addy, why don't you force that Macri pick, and we'll see uh, who Canada's finest ends up taking. Hendon yeah. Hooker. He loves him some Hendon Hooker. I think he will be very excited that he was able to snag uh, probably his favorite quarterback from this class at the 5'11". So the young king takes us home with Tyler Scott. Bible, this is a pick I saw getting a lot of love on Twitter, the Cincinnati wide receiver ending up with Chicago. A lot of folks hot in the pants for Tyler Scott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the player, don't like the landing spot. Exactly. Yeah, but the Hendon Hooker is great. I would love that landing spot there for Macri at the five eleven. It's hilarious that he got Stroud and Hooker, and then three tight ends. So typical Macri fashion. Look at just looking at the teams like one oh seven and after. Like I feel like none of us are, are happy. Yeah, <laughs> none of us got any of those guys. That are like, oh yeah, baby, here yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I guess. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So you want to have early picks as far as like early in the round, it sounds like. But these are 12 super intelligent guys. Not every, not every draft is going to be that way. Every once in a while, somebody's going to throw in somebody um, that you haven't heard of. That's true. Going to be some uh, dummies. So what, what are the takeaways here, boys, as we kind of wind this thing down? Uh, any, this was my first time getting into a rookie draft of any kind and actually taking some picks. So, Bobo, what's your takeaways here? At 105, are y'all for sure going Jordan Addison? Yes. Yep. Over Will Anderson? I yes. Mean, well, yeah, you can. You can make a case. It depends but, on, I guess, where you're at. But for the most part, yes. If I want, if I, 
if that's the move I'm going to make, I'm going to try and just trade trade back a little bit. I'm going to try and trade with the person, you know, uh, it, behind me, <laughs> in front of me. I don't As know. one does. I think that's the most important pick in well, the Well, immediately behind me. You know what I mean? Just move yeah. back one spot. If, sure. Because I think that is going to be the pick for most people. That 105, 106 area is the most important part of IDP drafts this year to me. In, yeah. in one QB. In Superflex, that might be the 108, 109 range. Um, even in Superflex, super it's going to be man. really hard this year. I'm seeing Will Anderson go like early second in Superflex. Yeah. I don't hate it. I that's don't fine. hate it. This, no, I mean, that's, that's, I feel like that's good value. This yeah. feels eerily similar to like the Josh Rosen quarterback year where a bunch of quarterbacks were drafted early, but some of them, you know, haven't panned out. Um, so anyways. It's going to be interesting. The, yeah. the lot of um, sort of down on the class kind of analysis I saw coming out about these quarterbacks, and then we saw three go in the top four picks. Yep. So yep. they're going to have every chance to succeed. Um, this is an interesting exercise, boys, because I've been trying to sell these these late picks that I have. I have three fourth round picks and a fifth, mm. and um, it's I, just because I think it's going to be a lot of defense here, and my defense is relatively filled out. Nobody likes to trade for defense, so I'd like to say, oh, I could, you know, ship these picks, you know, ship these players that I have off to get some younger, cheaper guys in there, but no one's going to give me anything for. I might have to hit you up after this. Uh, after this little exercise. Well, I'm wondering now. Value drops. Do I want to hold on to some of these late picks and you, see if I can scoop up um, some defensive talent? But you want some, you don't want a lot. Yeah, it's tough because our auction actually does have some nice defensive guys available. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to clog up my roster with guys that have a 25 percent chance of. Working out, and I've got to burn a roster spot on them. If you've got a taxi squad, this is a nice little yes. situation for you. Yes, agreed. Bunch of taxi guys here. So, Addy, any final takeaways from uh, doing this uh, wonderful mock draft here? Thank you for putting this together, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm looking at Unreal Tournament and looking at our rookie draft. This is a super flex, tight end premium, full IDP. We start, these are very deep rosters. Uh, we start a quarterback, two running back, two receiver, a tight end four offensive flex, and a super flex. We have four defensive linemen, four linebackers, four defensive backs, and an IDP flex. So very deep rosters, uh, starting a lot of guys every week. Um, let's just run through the top 12 since we have a different format here. Sure, let's do it. B. John Robinson, 101. Anthony Richardson, 102. Jameer Gibbs, that was your boy, 103. Very nice. Bryce Young, 104. CJ Stroud, 105. JSN, 106. Jordan Addison, that was also me. Um, it me. I took him over Quentin Johnson. Uh, Johnston. Uh, and that was tough because I have Justin Herbert. So I'm kind of like, kind of regretting it a little yeah. bit just because. Double boner points there, that potentially. Been fun, potentially. But the you know Jordan Addison is a Viking. That's also fun too. So went with the heart there. Um, uh, so Jordan Addison one hundred seven, Quentin Johnston one hundred eight, Zach Charbonnet one hundred nine, Jack Campbell one ten. Josh, that was uh, you and Boo Bam. All right, that was Boo Bam. <laughs> that was Boo Bam. Let's not let's not mince words here. Dalton Kincaid was one eleven to Macri. Zay Flowers was one twelve to Nico. This is tight end premium again, so uh, that's why you're seeing Kincaid get that high capital. All right. 
Will Anderson, Will Anderson went 203. Well, and it's it's a it's a good segue too, Eddie. We mentioned it, I think, at the top of the show. I think well, we may have talked about it, and I didn't actually mention it on mic, but the IDP after show we've got coming up tomorrow. We are doing Super Flex rookie mock draft. I think it's four rounds with Evan and Jake and Jace and Jeff and too many J names, Aaron, and then our boy, the roadie superstar himself, Eric Harms, is going to be making his yes. after-show debut. Each guy is going to have two picks per round. They're going to talk through their picks on the pod. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you're subscribed over at theidpshow.com. That's how you're going to get episodes of the IDP after show. Those things are good, too. They are good episodes, and uh, it's fun. A little bit different format. We've got divisional previews coming up starting here. I think uh, next week is the first divisional preview Mm. for the after show. Uh, Evan is going to be talking to Matt Montgomery from Football Guys about the AFC North. Uh, Yeah, so the week of May 14th. So coming up here in a couple weeks, you'll want to check that out. But uh, make sure you're subscribed to that feed as well, y'all. we got some really cool stuff cooking. And uh, in our feed, we will have, of course, uh, this episode dropping tonight. And then next week, it's back at it with the rookies. John is talking the rookie edge rushers with Joey the Tooth. Then a very fun episode. This is one of my favorite ideas that we schemed up earlier this offseason, the all-opportunity team. This is scheme changes, vacated snaps, looking at players who may be a little gross but are going to have a primo opportunity because of the changes that have happened around them. Jake and Evan are going to be doing that episode for us. Then we've got post-draft Winners and losers with Scott Bogman, then the rookie DBs with Glosser, and then the top 48 dynasty linebackers part one kicking off with linebackers 48 to 25. Boys, this is one of my favorite parts of the season because we got some fun stuff to talk about. Nobody touching the IDP show. That's right. So make sure that you stay tuned, folks, because we are just getting started. The on season rolls on the IDP show. Draft Kit is live. Go check it out. We are very proud. We've got the after show coming at y'all tomorrow. So the wheel, it just keeps on turning. Hope you all have enjoyed all the rookie content. We're going to keep it coming your way. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Check out the website. And until next time, we will see you guys soon. We used to be two birdies up in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. I saved every kiss. I got from you, but oh, sometimes time can weigh you down, sometimes love, sometimes hurts, sometimes love burns, sometimes love hurts.